1: Welcome to Entitled to Overcome, exploring solutions for life today, a presentation of Take 12 Recovery Radio. And now, here are your co-hosts, Dave Fleming and the Monty Man.
0: That's right, and because of the grace of God and His love for you and me, we are Entitled to Overcome. Welcome to Entitled to Overcome. Solutions for Life Today with CADC Level 2, Dave Fleming. And Hi, Monty. Hey, Dave. Dave. Dave is here. Dave, you are here. Did you get a lot of that growing up? Dave's not here. I thing. still get that. Do you still get that?
1: Yeah. That, uh, well, uh what was that, uh, that Ch-
0: movie? Jason Chong did, did that, didn't they? Wasn't
1: that, What was that movie, The uh, Space... Uh, uh Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy? No. Space Odyssey. That was 2001? Was that what it was? Where they had the the computer HAL? Right, was talking to the guy. It was like Dave.
0: Oh yeah, that was 2001 Space Odyssey. What are you doing? Dave? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you doing D- Dave? That wouldn't be wise. We we actually watched
1: that <laughs> in <laughs> class during elementary school. Right? I heard that for like Two months after
0: that. Did you? Yeah. All right. Pull your mic towards you just a little bit. One thing I've learned about these things, they are gain hungry. Gain hungry. Now talk. Hi, Monty. Hi, Dave. Welcome, folks. Uh, The topic this week is (laughs) what, Dave? Well, the topic
1: this week is how do healthy people handle problems?
0: And we're going to talk about sponsorship. Yes, but I think I think we got something else. We got something else to do. So, what's coming up right now? I wonder. Oh. Well, I'm certainly glad you asked because it's time to take some ice and break it. Because, well, it's time for Dave and Monty's icebreaker. Wow. <laughs> so there's a little icebreaker, David Monty's icebreaker, Florida. Dave, Florida's in the news once again. Florida, yeah. poor Florida. You're just getting hammered. Oh, gee. Ever flown over Florida and looked down? No. It's a scary thing. It's just potholes everywhere. It's this water land, water land, water land, water. It's like you wonder how it even stays afloat.
1: Wouldn't you be scared of getting sucked into the Bermuda Triangle? Yeah, maybe. Isn't
0: that near Florida, right? Yeah, yeah. isn't it? It's off the coast there uh, uh, somewhere. Yeah. Well, a 34-year-old man who had been on a three-year crime spree just couldn't leave it well enough alone, Dave. Oh, boy. It seems that in addition to his addiction to mind-altering chemicals, he was also a compulsive tattoo junkie. So much so that whenever he committed a crime involving breaking and entering, he would have the address of the property he broke into tattooed on his back, arms, and even face. Wow. (laughs) What? Wow. So like putting a notch in your gun for every time you shot somebody, this burglar had collected over 33 notches in the form of tattoos. When Florida law enforcement caught up with him, it wasn't difficult to connect the dots, so to speak. Literally, <laughs> and the man is now being held without bail, awaiting a lawn court case of tit for tat. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up. What? I'm like, poor Florida. Does everybody move there that's, that's lost their mind? You know, I
1: just want to, you know, uh, take a minute to uh, ask our listeners to. Pray for those that uh, uh, were involved in that bridge collapse. It was in Florida, right?
0: I am a unaware journalist. I'm not sure I know which bridge collapse you're talking about. There was a
1: bridge. Uh, it was an overpass that was under construction. Just in the and, last couple days? Yeah, yesterday, I believe. Really? It collapsed, and oh, there was cars underneath it. And, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it was just horrible. So just want to ask our listeners to... Uh, keep those people keep those in your people prayers. in our prayers uh, not only the 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 victims families um, but the uh the uh, transportation highway workers yeah uh, you know medical personnel and anybody else that's involved with uh cleaning that up I remember back in the day when the Cypress structure collapsed Remember
0: of California with the yep. earthquake. Yep, they're in Oakland, California. Yes. With the we, we and Marsha and I had just passed through there two days before. Uh,
1: yeah, my uh, uh, my daughter's grandfather uh, was driving out of that as it was collapsing. As it was collapsing. Yep, uh, it was pretty scary. And I knew a lot of the people that were that worked uh, in re- recovering the vehicles after the, after yeah, the, I were, can't even imagine that we're just, you, you don't imagine, can't imagine the impact that that had just on the people that are cleaning up the scene afterwards. Right. Um,
0: it was, uh, yeah, it was kind of heart wrenching. It is unbelievable. And, and there's no escaping it. I mean, when you're in the thick of it, not like he was, where he was leaving as it right. was following him basically. Right. But what do you do? You know, and we're all, all of us are only a heartbeat away. I, we really are. And so so much more reason to discuss topics that we discuss on this show and others here at Take 12 Radio. Um, because there's so much there's so much wonderful things that we can experience in life. And, and we don't know when our next breath is. Right. We ju- we just don't know. And most of us wasted a good amount of time doing our own thing. But now we're trying to do something a little better. Yeah, I don't want to waste
1: any more time. I appreciate no everything and everybody yeah. uh, every day because you know, tomorrow's not guaranteed. That does it for our icebreaker.
0: <laughs> that's right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> we turn
0: it into the Dr. Demento
1: show. That's what, that's what Denver calls it. Remember Dr. Demento? Oh, I
0: do. Wow. I do not remember Dr. Demento. Yeah, what a great guy. A little demented. So, Dave. Yes. What's going on, man? What about all this? uh, Living the dream here in Oregon. What about all this dysfunction and how people deal with this stuff and and sponsorship? And, you know, when I first heard the word sponsorship, one of the words that came to my mind that I didn't want to hear was accountability. I was like, you're out of your mind. Is that like when you do your taxes? (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, that's accounting. Sorry. Yeah. Well, what taxes? Oh, oops!
1: Did I say that? I got to follow the rules now. Here, you in, do. In
0: recovery. You do. That means doing your taxes. It means doing your taxes. It means it means obeying the law. It means doing stuff that maybe you don't agree with, but it's it's not immoral. It just makes you uncomfortable, but you do it because it's the right thing to do. When before we just did whatever we wanted. But now we got
1: to develop healthy healthy living skills, healthy problem solving skills. Which kind of brings us up to uh or something I wanted to address uh for a minute or two. Uh how do healthy people handle problems? You know, the, you, you might think that that's a pretty easy one to answer, but I was in a, with a group of guys uh, a couple of days ago and that was a question that I brought up to them. Uh and they all just sat there and looked at me. Really? Like deer with like Deirding deer in the headlights. headlights. Yeah. Um, what do you mean?
0: Healthy ways to deal with wh-
1: they didn't have an answer, or well, isn't it obvious? Oh, right. Okay. Well, let's talk about that. And you know, and, and when I look at things. I kind of look from the perspective of of transitioning. You know, like from treatment into recovery, and then the day to day routines. And you know, life comes at us, and oftentimes we get out. We got out of treatment and start this recovery process. And the first thing we want to do is go fix everything, right? Because now right. we we're, we got the, you know, we got we're rejuvenated, our our brains uh, and our bodies are cleared up. Uh, the pollution's gone a little bit.
0: We're excited. We're, we're excited. You know, they call it, call it
1: the the you know pink cloud, so yeah. to speak. When you get out of treatment, like you're gonna go save the world now, right?
0: Yeah, well, I'm going to de- become a drug and alcohol counselor. <laughs> right. That's what I did the first time.
1: You know, I got out of treatment. It's like, that was the goal. And, you know, eventually I got there. But, you know, even th- things as that sound super easy, like, well, what happens if you lose your job? Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, somebody commented on, hey, we'll just get another one. Well, that Sometimes that's a little more difficult than it sounds, you know. Yeah, that's the
0: ideal, but that may not be the real, right? Right. Yeah. And so,
1: you know, some sometimes our economy is not doing so well. Other times it's it's doing well, and there's lots of jobs. Like right now, there's lots of jobs. But I remember days when there wasn't anything. There was no jobs. You right? look in the want ads and the in the paper, and there's half a page of jobs for a, for a city of like. You know, San Bruno, let's say. San Bruno, California. Mm-hmm. That's just because that's where mm-hmm. I lived at one point.
0: And all of them were, were mm-hmm. selling vacuum cleaners on commission. Well, Yeah. Right? The old
1: rainbow. <laughs> yeah. Rainbow vacuum. So nobody was getting paid. I to tried I tried
0: that once. I did, too. You know, I, sold, I sold filter queens. Yeah. I <laughs> ate you guys for lunch. Did I make any money? Well, my boss did. Right. Right. <laughs> so anyway, it's like, well, you know,
1: what do you do with things like that? And so...
0: Yeah.
1: Um being in recovery and trying to do the, you know, the next right thing. The only thing you got to change is everything. You know, we talked about in our first show, what does that look like? You know, Um, sometimes it can be overwhelming when you lose your job or or maybe a a relationship, you know, you get out of, you get into recovery and then all of a sudden you find out that the person you're with isn't the right person for you or, you know, they, uh, they change their mind. You know, it's like, you're not, you're not going to, condone their bad habits or
0: they're still sick and you're not and they don't dig that or you know it's just
1: you're not compatible sometimes we get together with people right that they're just as broken if not more broken than us and then we we get sober and we we don't know why you know obviously the you want to try to work it out the best you can right especially if there's children involved you don't want to break up families Mm hmm um but sometimes you know things happen, and, and you got to be able to uh, handle it in a healthy way. And uh, there's uh, there's no real easy answers, you know. We'd have to address every situation on its own merit. Um, but uh, sponsorship is a good way. Having a sponsor is a good way to to look at these things, because hopefully the person that you're going to pick uh, as a sponsor. Uh you're gonna pick because they maybe have a similar story to yours and then they have a life that you want. And so they can help you get there if you fall if you're able to follow directions. It's not always easy. Um but uh if you stick to it, there's
0: always a payoff. So so in, in, in choosing a sponsor, um A lot of times, and and, and please, listeners, do do not misunderstand. I I am not at all um, suggesting that your motives are not good, but part of that getting excited because we have this new life and everything. We'll hear things about, well, you know, we'll hear twelve step talk, not the twelve steps, but the twelfth step talk about giving away what's been freely given to you, helping others, getting out of yourself, you know, helps your recovery, et cetera, et cetera, service work, on and on it goes. And we may jump into that too quickly. And instead of pouring coffee or setting up chairs, we're we're trying to sponsor somebody. And we're not even past step two. And, I mean, so what is your take on... Let's talk specifically about in 12-step fellowships, what is your take on what is the qualifications for a sponsor? Can a sponsor have not done the steps and sponsor to somebody? What what do you say about that? Well, obviously, you have to look at – we're kind of of jumping ahead a little bit, but –
1: You obviously want to find whatever program you're involved with, even if it's not, you know, 12 steps, you want to find somebody that you can relate to that has maybe a similar, uh, background, similar history. Right. Um, has a life that you want, that you want to aspire to, um, that can help you work through, uh, whatever program that you're, that you're going through. Mm -hmm. Um, all I can do is I could I could tell you what was taught to me, and I have, I've had some great sponsors. And basically, it was it was presented to me this way: is when you first get into the program, you you do service work by making coffee, by setting up chairs, right? Right. Uh, and then um, working with your sponsor, um, your sponsor uh, will be the one to determine when you're ready to sponsor somebody. Yeah. It doesn't mean you have to work all you know, the whole 12 steps before you get to do that. It depends on where you're at in your program, how you're working your program, and whether your sponsor's ready. I mean, I I've had first time uh I sponsored somebody, I think I was probably uh somewhere between 6 months and a year into the program. Um and my sponsor basically said here you're going to sponsor this person i was like what you want me to do what uh because you know i was they he obviously thought i was ready to to start that process i wasn't really sure what where the heck i was at i mean i was just doing one day at a time you know i'm just gonna do the best i can so i you know i did what i told i was told because the last time uh I had to do that. You know, the only thing you have to change is everything before every other time I did it my way. And so this time I had to listen. And that was part of that process of listening to what my, what I was told to do. Right. Um, And like I said, everybody's different. Um, I don't want, you shouldn't just jump into it because you think you're ready to do it. You need some direction. Yeah. You need some direction. Everybody right. needs a sponsor or mentor
0: or somebody to, uh, to throw, to bounce things off of. Sure. Sure. So so we we probably come from two different viewpoints on that because I'm kind of like my, – my thing is a little bit – so because I know some listeners are going, eh, and it's okay. And my thing is like if I'm going to learn how to fly a plane, I want someone to teach me that's been flying the plane. And if I want to learn how to take off and I want to learn how to land, I don't want somebody to teach me that just knows how to take off but doesn't know how to land. And so I'm kind of a – and it's just my take on it. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of like – If you're going to teach me the 12 steps, I want – first of all, you better have a sponsor because if you're trying to teach me accountability, I'm going to – you're going to model that for me. And if you're going to teach me the 12 steps and walk me through the steps, I don't want to have to worry about are you just ahead of me on them. I want you to have experience, at least an initial formal working of them. But that's just me. Well, here's the thing. As
1: part of – and this is this is what, again, this is what I was taught, and this is what, what worked right. for me and I, uh, a number of other people that uh, I've been, had experience with. I'm not saying that if you're on step two, it's okay to start sponsoring somebody that's on step one. Right. 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 You know, I'm talking like, by the time I got, by the time I left treatment, I already, do, I already the last time I already had gone through, I was already starting to make amends. So I was already on step nine. Okay, but I had already gone through treatment, and I started that process. So I I knew what that looked like, and I you know I learned from the last experience, and so I I made some changes. Yeah, and I had a spiritual experience or whatever. Right. Um. So basically, I was in the middle of making amends, and you know, ten, eleven, twelve is maintenance. So that's what I'm saying. I guess
0: that's probably a better explanation. So 10, 11, and 12 can, part of doing that for you can be sponsoring. Yeah. Right. Because in order for us to keep what we have, we have to give it away.
1: Sure. And if I'm not giving, if I'm not helping someone else, then I'm not giving it away. And me making coffee uh, is great, but it only but that's goes so not far. Right. 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 And yeah. so there's no reason why I can't, you know, you can't sponsor somebody uh, as long as you you know you run it by your sponsor and they're okay with it uh, to start that process. If there's somebody new in the program and you want to, if and know, nobody's helping them, yeah, or your sponsor yeah. says, "Hey, like happened to me and a, a bunch of my friends, right?" It's like you're going to sponsor this person. It's like, what? No, yeah, this is this is your next
0: step in this process. Were you surprised? Were there some surprises for you that were good that you realized? Hey, this is working out.
1: Well yeah, I mean surprise, there were some surprises good both good and bad. Yeah, I know, me too. I you know, um <laughs> I I tend to look at things a little I mean, I like to give people uh grace, but you know, I had a you know, I had to fire a sponsee one time. Uh because he was you know, what he was saying and what he was what he was doing or, weren't lining up and you know, was breaking the law and not being honest. And I said, right. no. I said, I'm here for you if you're willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're not, then mm-hmm. you know, call me when you're ready to do the work. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, so the door was open, but the you doors open. Yeah. But, yeah.
1: You know, I'm not going to work harder than, they are the other person, you know? sure. So,
0: and if you are that, you might be dealing with some codependent issues there. <laughs> if, well, yeah, if I'm right. working harder on your recovery than you are on your recovery, then I'm probably trying to fix you. And
1: right, and yeah. a lot of times you'll see, uh, you know, uh, people talk about, you know, like their sponsor, like is their best friend, and to me. That may turn into something later on down the road, but initially you don't want to have. You, you don't know. want your best
0: friend being your sponsor when you start out, right? Yeah.
1: No best friends. No parents. Uh, no brother. You know. No siblings. No.
0: No. Uh, no shack up, honeys. No wives. <laughs> yeah. No uh, wives.
1: You know. No. Make sure you get somebody that's the same. Uh,
0: same sex. Um. And, and 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 I have a I have a, a take on that same sex thing. Sure. I think it's more. I think it's important that it's the same sex, not just because of compromises and maybe sexual issues that could come up or whatever, but men and women think differently. Our brains operate differently. And so I may say something to you, and if you're a female and you're my sponsor, you may be going, what? Or I may not be getting what you're trying to tell me. Our our brains operate differently. And so it's just wise.
1: I mean, there's different different things you can do because... You know, the argument that just pops in my head, because I've had this brought up before, is, you know, well, I can learn something from that person. Well, yeah. that's great, but not in that capacity. Not in that capacity, right. sure.
0: Yeah. Well, just go to a lot of co-ed meetings. You'll learn a lot. And by the way, may I say, nothing will make your character defects more blaring to you than working with somebody else. <laughs> that, that's <laughs> You for will sure. learn so much about yourself. And it can be good.
1: That's for sure. I know. I I, I had a, one of my sponsors. We had a kind of a weird relationship because I mean, I was our you know, I had, I was already like, I was doing everything over and above, you know. So it's like you know, uh, he didn't have to really do a whole lot. So we would just check in and right. have coffee and see each other at meetings. A lot of times our schedules didn't line up, uh, but. It, uh, it was nice to have, uh, have that, you know, have that person in my life to be able to, uh, uh, call up or go hang out with, uh, d- just because, you know, uh, do something fun, you know? Yeah. And, uh, what was, let's see, what's the other one that comes up often, you know, uh, multiple sponsors. You know, I, I believe that. Uh, you know, if you're in uh, if you're in a total set program, one sponsor should be sufficient. Because I know, as human beings, we <laughs> tend to, you know, yes, go towards the answer that we want to hear.
0: We'll play mom against dad and dad against mom, right? and that may come in the form of two different sponsors.
1: Yep. And, and I, you know, if you you're involved more in faith-based. Uh, recovery, you know, find somebody that's that's doing that too that's doing 12 step and, you know, faith-based stuff so you can kind of tie the two worlds together. And
0: I think people get confused sometimes because, you know, the Bible talks about a man a man is wise who has many counselors. That's different. Having many people that that you can be accountable to or have permission to call you on your baloney, that's different. That right. I have I have I have five specific people that have permission to anchor my chain anytime they want to, even if they're wrong. But I have one person who's my sponsor. Right. You know, and because I don't want to especially in early recovery, I don't want to be confused. Right. Cuz one guy will say one thing, another guy will say another thing, and then I'm kind of going, well, he said this and you know how we do. So Well, I, you know, that, I agree with you.
1: That's you uh when I hear that, I, I think of uh, meetings or support groups. Right. You know, um, oftentimes in uh, certain support groups, you know, you, you're you not supposed to do crosstalk or give advice. Uh, in other groups, uh, that's part of the process is to share with each other, mm-hmm. ask for feedback or suggestions. And so to me, when you say the word counsel, that's what I think of. Mm. Right? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like... A, you know, uh, thinking about the group as your higher power, right? If you're right. not you're not too sure about, you know, the whole, you know, God thing yet. Right. Or, uh, it, and so that group is, you know, a power greater than yourself, and that's the wise counsel because there's a lot of people in that room that have. You're um, going to
0: be able to glean things off of them right. that, that maybe by yourself you're not doing too good about with. So it's good to be there. It's good yeah. to listen to that stuff. And,
1: and don't be afraid to ask for help. You know, i right. had to, you know, even though, you know, I've always, at times I've, I've looked at, uh, things that like, I don't need anybody, you know, that's what kept me stuck so long is like, I don't need anybody. I don't need any help. I got this. Uh, and so when I look at changing everything, yeah, I had to ask for help. And part of that is asking help even when it's, when it's a little uncomfortable, You know, even when you think you don't need it, even when you think you don't need it. Yeah. You know, uh, I was I was blessed enough to have uh, a great support team at my uh, at my church and that I worked with, not just on the week on uh, Sundays, but in uh, other ministries. And I could say, hey, what do you see that I need to work on? Mm -hmm. You know, Mm -hmm. Uh, because there's something going on here and I'm not quite figuring it out. Right. This is right. this is what I see, but still it feels uncomfortable. I feel like I'm I need to do something different, and so <laughs> I've got good you know good advice, and so that would be uh, I would consider someone like that as a spiritual advisor. Sure. Right? Because that part of my life uh, may grow differently than my life with in uh, the twelve step group. Sure. You know. Yeah.
0: You bet. We had a guy uh, – there was a comment on Facebook <clears throat> on one of the groups that Take 12 Radio is part of that was about uh, about sponsorship. I think it started out – the question was, can you read the big book by yourself? Uh, I love loaded questions like that because they're so open-ended. I mean there's so much to that statement. Are, and, and are you talking
1: about the, the AA big book or the Bible big book?
0: <laughs> no, he was talking about the AA big book. <laughs> and and my statement there's a lot of statements my statement was the bi- the big book is a basic text it's that's, that's that's best learned taught and uh but that doesn't mean you can't read it by yourself i mean you know, I, I have Bible educators in my life, but I still read my Bible by myself. I mean, right. you know, it's no big deal, but people, as people do in recovery, they just came out of the woodwork and they started attacking each other and, you know, oh, you're judgmental and you're telling me how to work my program. And I, and you just sit back and you watch the comments come and somehow somebody ended up going towards sponsorship and somebody said, I don't believe in sponsors, um, I I don't need anybody or anything and blah, 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 blah. And, of course, that person came under heavy fire, as you could well expect. Um, but there was a time in my life when I really believed that I really believed that. Right. Because I thought, you know, I'm self-sufficient. You know, I hadn't read anything in the book about, you know, our own intellect gets us into trouble or anything. I just thought I needed to polish up the flesh. I needed to get better, get smarter. And I didn't need you. And I'd be okay. You need to learn how to drink better, right? I mean ne- yeah, I need to learn how to control my drinking so I can drink more. Right. Uh, <laughs> and that kind of thing. but the truth of the matter is we all have people in our lives that whether we like it or not, at some point we're accountable to, whether it's an employer, a law enforcement officer, you know, an inanimate object, like a stop sign, <laughs> right? Right. Um, I guess I never looked at that one that way. Yeah. People say, "Well, I don't answer anybody." I go, "Do you stop at the stop sign?" Well, yeah. Oh, so a piece of aluminum. Sometimes, goes, right? Yeah. Sometimes. Hopefully, you do.
1: Well, that's kind of like the speed. That kind of goes along with the speed limit. Do you speed? Well, most people do. Sure, because I do what I want. Anyway, squirrel.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, so we we have well, pe- people that that we have people coming to twelve-step fellowships that really are checking it out. Right. Right. And then we have people that are convinced that this is definitely the way I want to go. Then you have people that start out that way and get – and we have all sorts of people in the rooms. And just because somebody doesn't follow it to the letter doesn't mean that they're not welcome in the rooms, right? Right. Right. What's what's the only requirement? The desire to stop whatever it is that your fellowship is doing. Now, if you're going to be successful in that – you may have to fulfill some other requirements. But to actually just come and be a wallflower, you're welcome to come. Right. And it may take you years before you get it. That's okay. I'd rather you be here than out there. Somebody somebody uh, 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 likened
1: it to kindergarten. Mm-hmm. There was a post uh, somewhere. I forget
0: where. Spiritual kindergarten? But it was like, you know,
1: A-A and N-A is kindergarten. Sure it is. You know? and at some point you got to graduate right and so we, Ooh, uh, you and, said the g words right <laughs> and so it, yeah well you know and and i'm sure we'll probably get but i know it's i know what feedback you're on that yeah. but i mean it, initially when we're trying to sort all this out it's it's like kindergarten you know we need to start somewhere we need to we need to learn how to get up on our knees you know before we can start walking and then get up you know and hang on to something as we're walking it's it's kind of like the programs is we got to we got to learn to walk before we can run, and with help from a sponsor, we're able to do those things. But at some point, um, if we're working a good program and we're moving forward, we we kind of graduate. Now, granted, we're going to go. You know, I I'll speak from my own experiences. I go back and I attend meetings because I want to give back. But I also need to right. expand my recovery, Yeah. right, by if my, you know, spirituality grows and I tend to get more focused on getting involved with my church family, and it goes more in that direction, or at least 50-50, because um, that's what I need to to change and grow and keep Keep growing. So,
0: you, so, you, so you graduate from kindergarten, but you're still in school. Oh yeah, I went to school the rest of my life. Right, and that, and that's where people think like, graduate. Well, no, we 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 moved from one, and even Bill W said it was kin, it was spiritual kindergarten. Right, right. But we have people in spiritual kindergarten for years, and maybe they do need to be held back for a while. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know the whole. When I look at the twelve step process and sponsorship and and the the, the first day at the meeting and all that kind of stuff, there's there's something that is that is alive and moving all the time that calls us to move on from the previous spot, to move on from there. The point of recovery is to move on from there. So I I come in, and I believe my coffee cup is a power greater than myself. Okay. As long as it makes sense to you, you can start anywhere. The point is to move on from there. And everybody's journey to move on from there is going to look different. Right. You know, and and that's got to be okay. Um, But if you look at in uh, we agnostics, a lot of people will read the first couple sentences in that and they'll go, oh, good. I can stay just like I am. No, read the whole chapter. The point is to move on from there. And that's what the growth process is like. And,
1: and hopefully they stay long enough that they get
0: that. That they get that, yeah.
1: Yeah, and that's, you know, I don't know. I think we spend a whole, we spend too much time, as they say, uh, future tripping. Right. Right. And uh, I know for me, I, I did that for many years. And so the, my last. This time around, you know, this is my last time through the treatment and all that. I had to change everything. And part of that is is staying in today, you know, being mindful, staying focused on what I need to do today. And that's what I did for a long time is just focused strictly on today. Today I can, you know, I can, uh, uh, I can read my meditation. I can go to work. I can hang out with my, my kids and my wife. And and go to a meeting, and that's make your bed. That was it. no, I didn't even do that. Nah. That's too complicated. <laughs> and I, I mean, it, really? I mean, you're gonna go there, huh? Yeah, I was. Um, but yeah, I just I had to keep it simple. And pretty soon, you know, a day was a month, six months, you know, mm-hmm. two years. Now it's more than thirteen. But yeah. I've I've grown as I moved along in that and. I've changed and had a few sponsors along the way. And I right. learned something different from each one of them.
0: Your, your, uh, has your intensity, as far as your focus on the methodology of the program, has it kind of mm-hmm. eased up? I'm not talking about being complacent. I'm talking about, you know, when I first came in, it was like, boom, 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 man. I mean, because I was dying. I was so sick. And I I, I mean, some had it drastically changed now. You know, and, and so there was, it was constantly, I was involved in stuff, you know, I, my sponsor was dragging me to camp outs and to conventions and to this and that. And I mean, it was really good for me. Yeah. Um, I don't do that as much anymore and some people get critical of me for that. They're going, well, why don't you do that? You're not working your program. No, I've learned to balance now. Right. I have, I have a marriage. I don't, I don't spend every waking hour at a meeting. Not because I don't need the meeting or it's not beneficial, but now I've grown and I pay my bills. I, 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 I do stuff that involves service work that may be outside of the rooms. Right. right. Has that changed for you? I mean, were you just like, awful force, <sighs> and then it kind of has? Well,
1: like I said, I I try to stick in it as a day at a time, and keep things pretty simple. Yeah. And so when. This time around, you know, I had this whole spiritual awakening and, and everything. Um, I just went through the process, you know. I just did step one, step two. I just walked through it. I went to meetings every single day. And, uh, you know, because I'm kind of a uh, perfectionist. And instead of, you know, doing the 90 meetings in 90 days, I'll just, you know, I'll just go to one every day, and what right. I, I didn't have an end game in sight. It was just go to a meeting every day, right? And I was uh, separated from my wife at the time, uh, so I had to I had to go all in. So whenever I wasn't uh, working or you know spending time with my daughters, um, I had to be involved in some kind of recovery program because I figured I looked at it this way: uh, if I if I could trade off. Uh, I had to do something every day. My, that was my goal. Do something every day for my recovery. Right? Whether it was an hour or it was five hours. Yeah. Because I use My my addiction was 24-7. So, I mean, I can right. trade off an hour or two or even five hours a day, you know, if that's what needs to get done. Right. And so I got involved with, uh, with meetings and starting meetings and uh, involved with my church. Uh, so I was in meetings every single day. I went back to the... Uh, my treatment center and brought back uh, a meeting on Saturday mornings, you know, um, got involved with the area, uh, our local N a area group. Um, again, going on all those, you know, ski trips and camping trips and, mm-hmm. you know, conferences and all that stuff. Um, I did that pretty regularly, I went to meetings every day for almost two years. And then um oh, a few years into uh, into that process, and my recovery process, me you know me my wife uh me and my wife and, and kids got back together. And so that those priorities had to change a little bit. Sure. And I had to balance that out with with my yeah, family. responsibilities at home now. Yep. Yeah. And and putting that putting that all back together. Uh but it was it was important that I still uh work on on that on that process of recovery because again uh, i can't keep
0: what i'm not giving away sure i'm not sharing you know i'm paying it forward do you do you miss the campouts and the ski trips and the conventions and you ever miss that stuff sure yeah yeah me too
1: there's one there's a there's a a convention coming up in uh, a nadac convention coming up in uh May or June. See i your, your conventions so now going.
0: they look different now because you're in the field. Well. So you get. You-
1: yeah, part of that is I, ha- you know, I have to go. I don't have to go, but right. it's a good way to get CEUs uh, for my licensure. But also, you know, reconnect with people. Yeah. And I miss that. I mean, uh, Minnesota is pretty active. There's a lot, lots of there's a, a very large recovery community, mm-hmm. uh, and everyone's active. So there's tons of stuff to do. Um, I'm working on putting that all together. Uh, being in Oregon now, I'm still trying to sort all that out. But, um, yeah, it's uh, it's exciting doing that stuff. Yeah. You know, getting out and uh, and doing things with other people in recovery, you know. Um, doing stuff with your family that, that you're in recovery. So uh, what I mean by that is, like, we do things like feed my starving children. So uh, I've done that a few times and involved uh, my kids. Um, so it's something that I can do to build, rebuild relationships and do something where I'm giving it back. Yeah. And, you know, uh, sharing with my kids a different way to live, you know, going out and helping somebody else. The point is
0: you're still plugged in. And yep. that's that's what's important. Yeah. And my my one of the most valuable things my sponsor ever taught me was how important it was to stay plugged in. Whatever that looked like. Right. Don't detach. No matter how ticked off you get, don't detach. Because you'll be all alone. You'll be ticked off and all alone. And what, what do we say? An addict or alcoholic in his own head by himself is in bad company? Boy, ain't that the truth. <laughs> <laughs> So we got about uh, we're around the corner here. You got some stuff to uh, Dave Packwood from Arizona wrote wrote in, and Dave's all all flustered because we didn't mention C A. He's not really flustered. He's just he's just teasing us. But C.A. Coffee is that Coffee Anonymous? Caffeine Anonymous? Caffeine Anonymous? Oh boy, there's a meeting we probably ought to attend, huh? Right. No, I think Hang it's on. something else. I, I, uh, you shaking? You shake? Yeah. Need yeah. Yeah. Hey, my coffee? I think it's Cocaine Anonymous. I think. More than likely. Um. Anyway, uh, so I just wanted to personally thank Dave, Dave's a listener, and I wanted to personally thank him for for complimenting the show. He's, he liked the show last week, and yeah, thanks, Dave. And uh, he's in Arizona. Yes, where the Arizona Teen Challenge Center is, where Hope Fest is. Uh, I'm looking forward to going to Hope Fest. When is that? That is in September, and see, maybe we'll see Dave. Dave, we're coming. Dave Packwood, we're coming. We're going to be there. Uh, that is September twenty
1: uh, ninth.
0: September twenty ninth. Ooh. In Prescott. I don't think I can make it this year. My,
1: whatever else you have going, blow it off. No. My daughter's birthday is the 28th, and she's coming out from Minnesota.
0: Nah, that's not a better thing. Yeah, you better not miss that. No. <laughs> you better not miss that. We'll have HopeFest change their date.
1: Yeah, that,
0: that'll work. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, that will work.
1: What else you got there? You got some more stuff? Some more goodies? Uh, Susan from Petaluma, California, uh, asked why after so much good and coming so far, do people return to their old way of life? (laughs) That is a really good question, Uh, Yeah,
0: That's a conundrum for a lot of us. We're going, what? What is, has he lost his mind? (laughs) Maybe. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, that's,
1: that's a tough one, especially if you're a, you know, a family member or a or, or friend that maybe doesn't struggle with uh, addiction issues, uh, you know, why, why, often ask questions like, why, why can't you just stop? Mm-hmm. Right? Why would you throw your life away or why would you throw your job away or why would you throw your family away after, you know, going to treatment, being successful, getting your life back on track? And then doing all that work, going back out and uh, using again—why? Why would you do that? There isn't really any good answer.
0: Um, it speaks uh, to the illness of of addiction, though, doesn't it, to, right. to a degree.
1: Well, and it it also speaks to the fact that I, more often than not, what what's been my experience is that people stop doing what's been working. Yeah, and that's what leads them back to old habits, uh, friends, neighborhoods, whatever. Uh, it's, it's probably the number one thing uh, that they stop doing what's working or what what they're they've been uh, you know they've been asked to do
0: so it's not it's not unlike somebody that takes mental health medication and it's working and they stop taking it so they think hey i feel better so they stop taking it and then they're in trouble again well
1: yeah and that that could be a component of that i mean uh, and sometimes we don't know that the person's got mental health issues, and that they're taking medication. And maybe they're they're stable because they've addressed. You know, they're they're working a good program and they're addressing their mental health issues. And they're maybe they, they can wean off some
0: of this stuff. They were well, they're yeah. on
1: medication, and they decide that you know they don't want to take it anymore. Or mm-hmm. other factors, you know, uh, insurance uh, and co-pays. that
0: it may not be gets, their choice. Yeah
1: gets out of hand. And sometimes that's the first thing to go is, you know, medication. Are you going to pay for medication or are you going to pay your rent. You, you know, obviously mm-hmm. you're probably going to pay your rent first and, and there's our options. Uh, and uh, some people aren't aware that there are other options out there to help with medications, but that's a whole other topic, uh, for another day. But, uh, and so that can be a factor in why they've fallen back into their, uh, into their addiction again, is that, through uh, self discovery, self medicating, they've learned that using their chemical of choice or another chemical, it helps with whatever their mental health is. And so then they start to back down that, that uh, road, s- down that slide, sliding back downhill.
0: Narcotics Anonymous uh, basic text there's a place in there that says complacency is the enemy of those of us with substantial clean time. So you think a lot of it, exactly. what I'm hearing is this complacent thing. We right. stop doing what's been working.
1: Yeah. Every yeah. single person that I've, <clears throat> that, that I've ever come back to treatment, that's, that's, that's what they say. Well, what happened? Yeah. Well, I stopped, I stopped going to meetings. I stopped calling my sponsor. I, you know, whatever. And yeah. so it's, I mean, there's things that you can do to combat that, Hmm. Um. But you have to be willing to recognize it when it comes up. And uh, unfortunately, sometimes for guys, it's a hard thing to do because, you know, our pride gets in the way. We've caused so much damage that when we we're allowed to come back home or or be involved in our family's lives. Yeah. We want to go, you know, over and above and try to fix everything. You know, so maybe we're working 60, 80 hours a week to try to make up for all that. that, Right. The money that we've blown. Yeah. And uh you know, or whatever it is, we're 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 always going over and above. Or boss says, Hey, can you uh can you work overtime? Or maybe not even that. It may be, well, I need you to work weekends. So maybe your meetings are on Monday and Thursday and Sunday, and now all of a sudden you have to work those days and they don't have a backup plan. Mm. You know? I always encourage everybody you gotta have a a, a backup plan and then a backup plan to your backup plan. You bet. And every time you go on a vacation or go out, you know, travel out of the country, always have a plan, mm-hmm. you know, find mm-hmm. find where there's meetings. What are you going to do in emergency? And it's fun.
0: It's it's a ball. Right. You know, we're going to, uh, Marsha and I are going to Hawaii in June. That's going to be a kick.
1: That's going to be awesome. You yeah. know,
0: because I want I want, I want to know what a YNA meeting is like. Right. You know, it's probably going to be very similar, but, you know, who knows? Maybe there'll be some grass skirts and I'll be able to dance and who knows? I
1: found a church last time I was out there. It was pretty cool. Really?
0: Yeah. I'll have to have to uh, show you where it's at. It's pretty cool. Nice. Yeah. So you got another, you got another one uh, here. This actually wasn't a letter. This was a kind of a comment made to me uh, from an individual. Okay. It says, I attend a 12 step meeting at my church called celebrate recovery I didn't need twelve steps, a sponsor, or anyone else. I just quit my addictions. Your comments, please. Uh, uh, that's an open question. Well, I, I would say congratulations. I'm like, yeah, right? that's
1: awesome if if you could uh, if you could quit. Because uh, this
0: is a lot of work. Well, some of this recovery stuff. So if you can do that, if you can just you know buck up and do better without any assistance or good for you.
1: Well, you know, it. I just want to uh, go back and, and address the comment, right? Yeah. So the 10 and 12-step meetings, right, Celebrate Recovery, which is fantastic. It's a great, great uh, program. Um, but then it says, I didn't need 12-step sponsor or anyone else. I just quit my addictions. Mm-hmm. Well, to me, that that's the red flag in, in right. the room. Okay. Anybody can quit addiction, right? Mm-hmm. That's the easy part. Right? The hard part is discovering why you're using it in the first place. Cuz those are symptoms. Those are symptoms. What's right. What's the un- the problem that's underneath the it underlying all? Underlying stuff. Right. And, and
0: that's what the 12 steps and accountability and all stuff addresses, right? It's supposed to.
1: Yeah, if you're if you're working a program and you got you got a sponsor and you know you're working the steps or you know Uh, whatever your program is, that's how you discover uh, these issues. You know, Um, now there, there isn't nothing that says you can't be successful at, you know, getting sober, whether you go to treatment or where you go to meetings, or you just sit in your, in your living room and watch TV. Maybe you watch self-help videos. I don't know. Yeah. But that's only one part of it. Right. You know, I had a, I had a guy that, uh, uh, was one of my mentors and he, He was uh, my aftercare counselor um, through my first uh, residential treatment. And he shared with me a story that that, uh, I always remember, get a chuckle out of his. He went to treatment and he came back, he went back home. And after about a year, his wife said, you either need to go back to drinking or go (laughs) back to treatment because you were a heck of a lot easier to deal with when you were drinking. Right. Mm-hmm. So he was just, you know, doing, he, he was the proverbial dry drunk syndrome. That's great. And so that's what he did. You know, years of sobriety, went back to treatment right. and look, went back and looked at all of his, <laughs> his issues and uh, and then made a go of it, you know. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, like I said, you know, I can quit anything for a period of time. Sure. But until I, I address the underlying causes, uh, I'm not going to stay quit. Or my life is going to, my quality of living is going to be not great. You know, I don't know this person uh, and I hope things are going great, but it's typical that
0: uh, life isn't all that, all that great. Well, and I'm really glad he's going. Yes. And I I can't put this on him. I can just only apply it to my own self. I'd probably be asking myself, well, if if I've arrived, then why am I still here? So there's probably something that's attracting him there. Um, And I'm glad he's there. Uh, Here's the other part. We talked about the shift that happens. We go there in the beginning maybe for the pain to stop some of the consequences have been horrible and we don't want to live that way anymore and, <clears throat> and then we go through this process and then we find out that the reason we're there now is to be a maximum service to God and the people he puts in our life yeah. you know and I'm sure what this gentleman has to share in small groups and things like that I'm sure it's beneficial to other people so maybe, maybe you're going to your meetings or whatever <clears throat> because you want to see where God can use you to be helpful and Really, that's what a lot of that's about. By the time we get to step 12, we're looking at how we can give back.
1: You know, I was just, I was just thinking it, it reminds me of uh, my first meeting that I went to. Uh, it was at uh, St. Croix Falls, the know Club. And uh, walked, this is back when you used to be able to smoke in the rooms. You're right. I walk in there and you know it's just this haze. Oh yeah, little haze in the room. (laughs) And I walk in there, and by the time I got out of there, I I was just you know I was dumbfounded and (laughs) shaking my head. I thought, how in the hell do these people stay sober when all they do is talk about drinking? Right. Right. So right. again, there. I mean, other people kind of the same scenario. They think about, you know, oh, I don't need the 12 steps because, you know, they just talk about the problem. Um, and that was, that was not what was going on. That was just what I heard because I wasn't ready to address the right. underlying issues. I was just focusing on. Sure. I, I didn't want to stop drinking. <clears throat> you know, I went back out to my truck and grabbed the bottle off from under the seat and went home, you know, drinking and, you know, down the road. Uh, but yeah, I, I just uh, it, and then I remember, the, you know, the next time I went through treatment and, and meetings, it's like, okay, now I'm going to do, you know, this, you know, steps, <laughs> steps, uh, you know, maybe two and uh, uh, four and uh, you know ten right, maybe right, right, and we'll skip all the rest. I'm just going to jump to, you know, step
0: twelve. Um,
1: Heck yeah. Really call that,
0: two-stepping? I don't like, know. One it was to 12? just you know,
1: and I don't know how many people can relate out there.
0: <clears throat> I can. To
1: just you know, I mean, I was powerless, and I'm going to fix you. I'm ready to just you know, <laughs> that kind of falls back into the you know, everything would be fine if everybody would just do things my
0: way. Yeah. Well, isn't that the truth? <laughs> <laughs> the problem is everybody else is thinking that. You know, if, if, what's that? The part in the big book talks about we we think we're the director. You know, problem is all the players think they're the director, and so we got a bunch of directors running around.
1: Right, kind of like <laughs> having too many chiefs and not right, enough Indians.
0: Right. <laughs> Good show, Dave. Good stuff. Any closing thought? We got we got a song. We got a Rocky song. Song. We got a Rocky song. Not about rocks and not about Rocky and Bullwinkle. Just a Rocky song. Okay, that's
1: you talking about like Rocky, the fighter. Rocky? No,
0: oh. rock and rolly, Rocky? Oh, not a rock and rolly. Like rocks in the patio? Probably not to the probably not to the degree that you like. Because I know I know what you like. I'm all over the map. I like all sorts of stuff. I, I I'm not real fond of hip hop and, and 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 rap. Uh, although I have heard some that blew my mind and I thought, wow, that's really good. Um, that's not my favorite. But I'm not pretty I'm pretty open. But this one's gonna be kind of rocky. So before I play it, any closing thoughts, my brother?
1: One day at a time, keep it simple. Ask for help.
0: Get a sponsor. Get a sponsor. Yeah. last em. Come here, you. <laughs> you know, and let me let me just say this too. I it's interesting, isn't it, that uh at least in the circles that I've been in over the years. I don't see too many people approaching the newcomer like in the old days or like what I would read about. Right. We need to make the approach. And, and the whole chapter, we didn't even crack it, but the whole chapter in working with others, this is how you make the approach. In making your approach, it says, you're not waiting for them. When the guy comes in, he's scared to death. You well, and in, in, we'll be talking about uh, this – the topic
1: of communication and relationships mm-hmm. and, and future shows, but it's probably one of the most important things is, is that relationship. And part of that is, is stepping out of yourself to go help someone else. Right. And if we're all just in the room doing our own thing, we're not, we're not a community. We're not, there's no unity. You know, we're still doing our own thing and we got to kind of go opposite of what society says about, you know, independence and, you know, it's out for number one. This is like, no, we, it's the we of the program. It's for a
0: reason. Right. We have to do this together. You know? Yeah. Amen. All right. So uh, here is uh, a song called Rock Solid by the group Eden Way. Check it out. Wow.
1: That's a good stuff there. Bam. That's that's in my wheelhouse. Yeah, it's my that, wheelhouse uh, too. That's uh that's some good old eighties style rock and roll. That's right. That that's that, ju- that
0: that that's that voice, like that that striper voice, that Dennis Dion voice, that Journey voice that, that screamy, but it it's clear, it's crisp, but it's not it's not what's the other thing that it's not scream right. It's it, I I like it.
1: Speaking of striper did yes. you see that they have a new album out? Do they really? Yeah, it's it's kind of it's a lot harder than uh, the old
0: stuff. Oh, bring it on! Yep, bring it on! Yeah, Michael Sweet's got still got chops. Woo-hoo. Nice. Nice. Well, listen, uh, we welcome your comments and your questions. In fact, we encourage that. Uh, please, if you've got a question, uh, you can email us at take12radio at comcast.net. That's T-A-K-E, the number 12, radio at comcast.net. You can comment on the shows on Podomatic. If you're a Podomatic member, it's for fun and for free. They'll never spam you. You can comment on the YouTube channel. Comment, 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 and you can comment, of course, on Facebook. You can comment on WordPress. You can comment on LinkedIn. All of our social media sites. Please comment, right? Please Amen. ask a question if you have, and don't be afraid to ask whatever. I mean, the, no, the only dumb question that my teachers tell me: the only dumb question is one not asked. That's right. That's right. Say goodbye, Dave.
1: Goodbye, Dave.
0: <laughs> Until this, uh, <laughs> next time. When we get together here at uh, um, uh, whatever the show's called, Uh, (laughs) Solutions for Life today. Um, Just remember that because of what God has done for you and I, we are entitled entitled to overcome.
1: This has been a broadcast of KHLT Recovery Broadcasting.